looking to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. You're right thinking, right relationships right now. Okay, well, right now I've got a minor confession to make. You've been talking over the last several times together about our best life now. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, you know, Paul, there are four major areas in your life, things, personal, relationship, and thinking. Mm-hmm. And you got me believing the last time we were together that if I just changed my thinking, everything would be all right. Well, you know what? Not 45 minutes after we were done talking, I found that I was making it all about me. Yeah, well, it's so easy for us to do that. So obviously your thinking didn't change. Is that right? uh, yeah, so what's the problem here? Maybe I need some prayer. Well, no kidding. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you have outlined that thinking is the issue. You are asking us to renew our minds, to put our minds on those things that are above, not the things that are here, to put our minds on your perfection because of what you're doing in our life on a regular basis. I pray for this time. May we be clear in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. You know, uh, based on feedback, I know how much people like it when I sing, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Because we started with, you know, eight steps to personal transformation out of 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. And then you said, no, there's really three. So all of a sudden I've got this song, give me three steps, give me three steps more, you know. And and you gave me learn, apply, serve. Mm Mm-hmm. So how come I'm still making it all about me? Well, it, without a doubt, there is that that's the central issue for all of us. It goes back to the fundamental question of life, right? Fundamental question, am I going to trust God or tr- trust something other than God? That's a thinking issue. That is an issue that is going on in our brains constantly. Let me reread the quote that I have from uh, Warren Wearsby that I love. It says, before God changes our circumstances, he wants to change our hearts. And you could use thinking right there also. If our circumstances change for the better, but we remain the same, then we will become worse. God's purpose in providence is not to make us comfortable, but to make us conformable, conformed to the image of his son, Romans 8, 29. Christ-like character is the divine goal for each of his children. So the issue for us is we aren't willing to live in the reality of truth that God is stating to us. And that requires our brain to wrap itself around the truth of the reality of God's word and how he says life is to be lived. If I don't think that way, I am left with thinking something other than God's way. I'm left with thinking about life according to my opinion or the world. And that's what too often happens to us. The way you stated that, well, I changed my thinking and things didn't change. Well, (laughs) actually, your thinking changed, but your circumstances may not. That's the reason why Paul, he says, I have learned to be content. What is that? It is a thinking issue to be able to look at each situation and say, I'm content because I have a perfect God taking care of me. And we won't go through all of that unless we understand how God is desiring to work with us. 
It's so interesting to see that is the problem with all of us. We truly do not believe that it has something to do with our thinking. Uh, Yes, we talk about ideologies and we talk about political differences and all this other stuff, but we don't get it narrowed down to the simplicity of getting our mind renewed to truth, getting our, our mind renewed to reality. I love this statement that we tend to use. People don't change unless they see and apply truth and reality to their lives. That's the way things work. If you don't see and apply truth and reality to your life, you will not see a change in your life. And the most important change is to get our thinking changed because our circumstances may never change, but our thinking about our circumstances can change. Okay, then I've got a question here because when I start to feel that ick, you know, like the other day, I just had an outbreak of self. I have no other way to call it. I was right. just, here I was thinking, okay, I'm really going to focus on what I am thinking. I got Philippians 4, 8 in my mind. I'm going to focus on these things. So what did I do? I, I really focused during my quiet time. And as soon as I stepped outside of that, it was as if I compartmentalized it and the world was a whole different deal. That's what happens to us. And that's why these eight steps that we've categorized into three steps are so, so important. You have a learn phase, you have an apply phase, and then in order for you to really get this into your life, there's what we call a serve phase. And that is the way that the Lord has outlined these eight steps here in Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. Okay, so... Or 5 through 8, actually, but uh, 9 is a great verse we'll cover. So I have eight steps that are kind of in three phases. Last time you broke it down for me, you said there's a learn, apply, and a serve. That's exactly right. And those eight steps, again, are faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And some people, when they hear me just read off those steps, they go, how does that have anything to do with changing my life? Okay, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where we want to go, because if we're going to see life differently, those are the eight steps that you're going to go through. Those are the eight steps that will make a difference for you. And it all starts with that passage. And And before we get into the steps, There's all sorts of different ways that you can categorize those steps, Uh, but I'm not going to go into that. You can go on to uh, greatrelationships.com and go to chapter 10. That's what the material is that we're using here is chapter 10. Download that study guide and look at especially this one little chart in there. It's not a little chart. It's a pretty big chart that takes all eight of those steps and gives you probably 10 different ways to categorize this. Okay, so... Forgive me this, but even a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Right. The first phase, right, of transformation is learn. What do you want me to do to queue up to get ready for this? Well, even before we get there, we need to queue up something that's really very, very significant in the way that uh, Peter starts this whole passage. Listen to how he starts this passage in verse 5. But also for this very reason giving all diligence, add to. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about those phrases first because that is so critical for our understanding before we get into the passage and even talking about the steps. So here's, here's what we want to think of first. For this very reason. For what reason? 
What is he talking about there? What reasons is he, is he, is he bringing to our, our attention here? Well, you go back to verses 2 through 4. Do you remember anything about verses 2 through 4? Verses 2 through 4 is so powerful that it offers to us, excuse me, wrong word, it states to us that God has given to us all things for life and godliness. <laughs> no, no, I like what you said, and it's worth reading again. You said God's not offering. He's not offering this to us. He has given this to every one of his children. He has given us this life and godliness, and we aren't paying attention to it. So that'd be one of the reasons for this very reason. Since he has given all this to us, and also for the exceeding great and precious promises that we get through the knowledge of Jesus and the participation that we can have in the character of God, in the image of God, and escaping the corruption that's in this world. Those are four reasons that we need to look back. Okay, you've just told me why I want to be listening and paying attention. But so for this, yeah, so for this very reason, we'll, we'll take that and run with it. Okay, we'll do that right after the break. So there you have it. You know, go to the Great Relationships website. That's gr numeral 8 relationships.com and in chapter 10 of the study guide or you can be like me and be lazy and just watch the videos and kind of gleam over (laughs) but you know what sadly you get what you pay for so if you don't want to do the work don't expect the result great relationships pursuing the best in work in life in love it takes right thinking for right relationships right now Great Thoughts for Great Relationships Knowing and practicing this definition of love is the key to all good relationships. Love is seeking the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You don't have to sing the blues about today's issues. Learn to think biblically with Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. Muslims believe that women are nothing more than chattel, property, much like a piece of furniture. A Muslim male may have up to four wives according to Islamic law. If a wife displeases her husband, he can divorce her simply with no obligation. She, however, has no recourse legally. Islam is a very chauvinistic, male-centered worldview that oppresses females. Jesus, on the other hand, liberated women. He treated them with respect and dignity. Paul wrote, In Christ is neither male nor female. The Redeemer Jesus came to offer salvation to all, men and women. That's true liberation, another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, call 1-800-2411-123. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work and life and love. And if there was a time to change the channel, do it now because we're talking about change. Herman, before the break, we were saying for this very reason. Yeah, for this very reason is the way that... Uh, the Apostle Peter is leading into 
the eight steps for change. And what we said before the break was the for this very reason has at least four reasons, not just one reason for this very reason, the gift of all things pertaining to life and godliness. You get you have been given all things for life and godliness. You have these exceeding great and precious promises that the the knowledge through the knowledge of uh, Jesus, our Savior, you can partake in the divine nature and you can escape the corruption in the world for this very reason. That is why he is going to now lead us into these eight steps. But before he gets there. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> That's right. By the way, this is Second Peter 1, verse 5. For this very reason. And then the second phrase that he uses in the beginning of verse 5 is giving all diligence. Now, you started off by saying you heard some of this material and then you go and you end up seeing that your circumstances didn't change and your life didn't change or actually your thinking didn't change. That's really what you're leading to. Well, this is the phrase that Peter is trying to get into our minds. For this very reason, giving all diligence. So what is that about? That's about you taking on the responsibility to make these choices. What do we say about this idea of the fundamental decision of life? The fundamental decision of life is trust God or trust something other than God. That requires diligence on our part, right? That requires a simple choice to either trust in the energy of the Holy Spirit to work in our life and allow the the life of Jesus to show through our life to the ones around us, or we're not going to do that. But I don't. I keep leaving voicemails or post-its, and by this I mean this. You say, trust God or trust something else. Well, of course I trust God. And then I turn around and go to add something else. Yeah, and that is the reason why so many of us believers live our life in what would be a lack of victory in our life because we actually are not paying attention to what God says. And again, we say, well, I trust God and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of his and I'm doing what he, what he wants me to do. Are you really? Are you really? Because I've named it, I've claimed it, I'm waiting for the UPS guy to bring it to the door. The, the issue for most of us is we're not doing the basic issues that God has asked us to do. For instance, somebody has harmed you. Did you forgive them? Because that's what God says in Luke chapter 17 is part of our responsibility to forgive. If I am thinking about any type of rationalization about why I shouldn't forgive, then I don't love God because I'm not obeying him. That's how life turns itself into very practical understanding about the abundant life that we have. We're either obeying him or we're not. And just because I'm talking about the abundant life doesn't mean I'm not healthy, wealthy, and wise, so to speak. I am probably going to be wiser, but I'm not necessarily going to get those other things. The issue is it's all about obedience, whatever the will of God is. Okay, so back to God's not offering. Yeah, God's given. He has given us this and it's it is our responsibility to choose this on a regular basis giving all diligence and we're enabled by and energized by the Holy Spirit we have that constant choice to follow or not I love this statement the Holy Spirit is always leading so what's the problem I'm not always following. We're not following. That's exactly right. So you have Ouch. The, you have that little phrase for this very reason, giving all diligence. And then the last part of that phrase is add to. 
add to. In other words, for this very reason, look at all these wonderful reasons. Make certain that you're being responsible with looking at those things and now add to that something that you can choose. And the add to here is a really amazing little word looking up, and I'm not any close to, I don't even understand Greek for the most part. I just read things about the the, the Greek words here. Add to is a word that is used to mean furnish, supply, and support lavishly. It means to pursue this in a very, very concentrated and extremely strong way. For this very reason, here's the reasons. Uh, You are to make this choice and do, do it, support it lavishly. Don't just think about the choice, but support that choice and really figure out a way to make these things happen. That's what Peter is saying. Support it lavishly. Help in any possible way figure out triggers in your life to make these decisions in this direction. That is the beginning part of this whole process of the eight steps that what is going on here is I have all these reasons. Now I need to start thinking about how I am going to walk through this personal transformation that God is so diligently desiring for me. So what we now have is the first of the eight steps. So we've moved from here's the reasons to it's our responsibility. Now, don't just take this on lightly do all of these steps lavishly. Really put your heart into it. Really commit to it. Really consider this is the way that God is wanting you to live your life differently. Can I ask, and I hate to interject right here because there's such momentum, but you know you're teaching on primary and secondary choices. If we want that best life now, if we want that John 10, 10 abundant life, then these are the secondary choices. These could be the secondary choices. These, some of these could actually be primary choices, if you want to think of it. But you're, that is just great, great insight, Paul. That is terrific insight. Because if I am going to glorify the Lord, that is the primary choice. And these truly would be secondary choices at that point in time. So that's where I get this pursue with mm-hmm. great diligence. Absolutely. So this very first item is faith. I am to add to these great reasons, and I am to add to this whole idea of faith. And we need, need to understand the, what, what this faith is. What is this faith that he's talking about here? Well, faith is spoken of in a variety of different ways, but primarily it's simply a firm persuasion, a conviction based on hearing. This is what I am taking from God. I am firmly persuaded that what God is saying to me is the right thing. God has given us this ability to do it because if you go back to verse 1, right here in Second Peter chapter 1, it's a very amazing word that in your translation it might say obtained or received, a like faith that's obtained or received, First Peter, I mean Second Peter chapter 1, 1, that means a divine allotment. It's the only time that that word is used in the New Testament in the Greek. That is a faith that he has divinely allotted to each one of his children so that we can have this 
firm persuasion, a conviction based on hearing. That is what is going to please him. If you remember right, Hebrews 11.6. I was just going to ask you, Hebrews 11.6, it is impossible to please God without faith. So here it is. These are the things I'm adding to that thing that pleases God. That's right. And uh, another thing that that people miss about faith, I think, is we think we've got to have more faith. The Lord says it's just as a mustard seed. Here's the analogy I like for people to think about. Do I have as a man any fewer muscles than some of the strongest bodybuilders in the world? Do I have any any less muscles? No, I have the same amount of muscles. What's different? They're, they're exercising them. It's the same thing about your faith. You don't need more faith. You simply need to exercise what God has allotted to you. That's a very different mindset than most people typically have. Oh, I need more faith. No, you don't. Just exercise what God has given to you. That's this first step. Go look at what God has allotted to you and given to you and start using it. Start considering what he has said in his word and apply your faith to that, that that's the right way to go. That's how this faith would work in the very first beginnings of your spiritual transformation or your personal transformation. Faith, something outside of yourself tied to God. And I'm not trying to argue against God in your life or anything like that, but faith is the first step. Wow. Bless God. I'm hearing it now. The website, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratrelationships.com. Chapter 10 of the material, you can also go click the radio tab and listen to it again, or better still, load up a bunch of these things and stick them in your car, and the next time you make a road trip, there will be. Back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. When stress hits the system, pathology overrides theology every time, unless you are sold out to the truth. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships. That's GRNumeral8Relationships.com. We're in Chapter 10 of the material. But before the break, we were someplace really scary. We were actually in the very first verse of Second Peter, right, that says to those who obtained like precious faith. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Hebrews eleven six that said, 
wait a minute, it's impossible to please God without faith. And then we go back to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, and it says, add to your faith, and you've got my attention. Yeah, if you're going to go through any personal change, that is the way that it happens. It always starts with this faith that God has given to us, and we were talking about that, that you have all the faith, it's whether you're going to exercise it or not. And it's the same faith that the apostles had. Notice that was a very important issue. That faith is so important. But here's here's the issue for any change. There's a huge obstacle to our faith. There's a huge obstacle to our faith. And let me read to you that obstacle. Romans chapter 7, verses 18 and 19. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, But how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. So the issue for us is we have this sin nature that still sits here and is specifically saying, well, you can trust God all you want, but you know what? I don't think it's going to work out the way you want it to work out. Well, that feels a little bit better, because I was thinking the obstacle was me. Well, <laughs> I've done the New Year's resolution things. You know, hang, March comes. and Hang in there. Let me read some other verses, and I want you to identify the common theme of these eight different passages. Judges 17.6, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Psalm 81.12, so I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. Proverbs 3.5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3.7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Proverbs 12:15 The way of the fool is right in his own eyes but he who heeds counsel is wise. <laughs> What's the common theme? What's the obstacle to our faith? <laughs> My flashing me. Absolutely. It is an absolute obstacle for us to trust God. And that is the reason why the Apostle Peter is starting this verse the way he did. For this very reason, look back at what God has done for you. For this very reason, add to, you know, and do it lavishly. Do this concept. It's your responsibility to make this choice to look at God because his energy and his life is what can be lived through you. You don't have to live that life. He'll live it through you. You simply choose to trust him. And if you do it that way, then you are by faith allowing him to live through you. That's the first step that that is absolutely imperative for us to do it differently, I guess I ought to say. How amazing this is, you know, because when I listen to the Bible stories, I never think any of the disciples being this smart. In fact, oftentimes Jesus is going, you still don't get it. And now here I see filled with the Spirit such wisdom and truth. Yeah, we, we, we are so proud of our education. We're so proud of the diplomas that we earn. We're so proud, and we constantly are talking about educating people, and that's the answer. Yeah, I guess you could say it. It has has somewhat of a link to thinking, 
But it's not the thinking of education. It's the thinking about who God is and getting into his word and learning how to read his word and simply trust him for what he is saying is right. So is this then what you were telling me in verse 5? This is what he is telling you in verse 5. It is simply, I'm going to have faith that his way is the right way, meaning if I know how to read Good. That means I'm educated enough to read. But what am I going to put my essence and mindset onto? Well, put it onto something that's God's word so that I can be reading God's word and obeying that. Because here's the issue with faith. Faith trusts in something other than me. If I am having faith in me, that's really not going to have any chance for transformation because that would imply that I'm trying to change something that I can't do. It's going to have to be something other than me that's going to make the change. But Herman, when I honestly look at my life, I don't see in how I'm living my life that it's an expression that I'm trusting God. Here's a phrase that I love. While the Word, capital Word, the Word of God, lives inside a believer, meaning Jesus, His Word is too often outside a believer. (laughs) Therefore, no change. So the one thing that I want you to remember is you're either trusting in God or you're not trusting in God. And this means that if you aren't trusting in God, you're not taking the one critical first step of faith that God says is the key to transforming your life. So last time when we were together and I walked out saying, good, I've got the tools to begin change. And 45 minutes later, I found myself in my own dirty diaper. It's because I'm not trusting God. You're not trusting God. You're not putting your attention on what he is saying to you so your thinking can be changed. And I end up making it all about me. So there you have it. Greatrelationships.com is the website. If you're like me, you're probably going to have to go back and listen to this again. Chapter 10, Great Relationships Material on the website, grnumulatrelationships.com. Until next time. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.